0: You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's gonna be
1: sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC
2: Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news, I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite
0: podcast.
2: Pull up a chair, sit back and relax. You've made it to the nerd table. I'm Chris O'Mealy. Hello, Eric. Hello, Dan. How are you boys doing?
1: Hey, You know, we're alive, we're awake, and we're here. So pretty good. Pretty good. Oh. Uh-huh.
2: Well, the way to lower the bar right off the gate.
1: Listen, if you set the bar too high, you set yourself up for disappointment. You are correct.
2: I will agree with that. Has everybody had a good week, Good weekend?
1: You know, actually, it, it has not been too bad. I've been uh, keeping an eye on like PC prices or like graphics card prices, and watching them slowly <laughs> fall is I'm excited. But at the same time, now I'm just like, well, now they're falling, but they're about to launch, like, new ones. So do I buy or do I wait? And if I wait, it's just going to skyrocket again? I don't know, there's a lot going on. Tech problems.
0: Yeah. These are your... damn Bitcoin miners.
1: These are those damn tech problems here. This is what I need to happen, right? I need them to... Announce Ethereum finally going to proof of stake instead of proof of work which means it they will no longer take graphics cards to mine and then I need them to launch the new set of cards because what's going to happen is they probably made too many of this new set coming out because of what happened last time and then the miners are not going to be there to buy all the graphics cards so the supply is going to be through the fucking roof so the demand's going to go down, and so is the price. Yep.
0: <clears throat> Generally how that works. I mean, it's how it's supposed to work. Yeah.
2: So, uh, real quick, I'd just like to make a program announcement, but if you guys tune into to CKCC Radio, which you've already done, so you can listen to our wonderful voices, go back and listen to this week's episode of The A Show, where I draft the new Ring of Honor... Which essentially is just everybody who wasn't under contract to WWE was eligible for this game. So it was, uh, it was actually very difficult because it's easy when I have a list of names in front of me I can choose from. And instead I was kind of picking off the top of my head. But I battled John Ibach, another GSW alumni. Listen to the episode if you are into the wrestling. And go to Twitter and vote for which of us you believe has the best card. You don't have to vote for me if you believe John's was better. Give it a fair stake. But if you want to cheat the system and just vote for me because you like me, you can do that too. I mean, I can't tell anybody how to vote, so do whatever you want to do. It's all good. So we have kind of a loaded episode because there's a lot going on that I wanted to talk about, so we're just going to dive right in. I'm not going to bore the non-wrestling fans that listen to this show with a full-throated, complete review of WrestleMania 38, which happened this past weekend. So I'm going to just give a couple of thoughts on it, and I'm going to word it in a way that even a non-wrestling fan can understand and appreciate what the good and the bad was here. So real quick, right out the gate, I think it's extremely unfortunate that the uh, guitar playing Rick Boogs got injured, a pretty severe looking injury by the looks of it, because... That's a full-blown muscle tear when you tear your – I guess I guess it might have even been a quad tear because it was on his thigh. But that shit rolls up, and it looked like a giant knot at the top of his knee. That's a pretty bad injury. Quad tear su- surgery is successful. Yes, good. Uh, but he'll be out for a while. And Roman Reigns also suffered what I thought was a tear – But now I'm hearing it was just a separation. But injuries are never good. Happening on the biggest show, even worse. The positive coming out of it is at least it happened on the show, and it didn't happen like the week before and forced them to miss the big show.
0: Which happened a few years ago to a few people. Yes, I, I do remember that. It was like 32 or something like that, where like three guys got hurt the week leading into WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, and that's that's extremely unfortunate. Uh, a couple of other things I'd like to say: if you out there don't know what a Happy Corbin is, consider yourself lucky. For those who <laughs> for those who do know what a Happy Corbin is, why is this on my television? Get this shit off my TV. I never want to see this again. I didn't even like him when he wasn't happy. <laughs> Really cool to see Rey Mysterio team up with his son at WrestleMania. That had to be huge for him and Dominic. That has to be such a cool moment there. And Eric knows who Rey Mysterio is? Yeah. Yeah, his son Dominic and him were in a tag team match together. Unfortunately, their opponents were The Miz and Logan Paul. So, it wasn't all that bad, but I know that Logan Paul has a bad reputation. He's kind of a dick. I've heard that from people who followed him through his boxing stuff and his streaming stuff and everything. However, I'm going to give him some positive praise here. He took his shit seriously. He trained for it. He was very, very complimentary of professional wrestling. And while he might be a douchebag in real life, I kind of adopt the Kid Rock mindset here. Yeah, I don't like Kid Rock. But he respects wrestling and understands and appreciates it, and so does Logan Paul. So, as far as the world of wrestling goes, he gets a pass from me. Because too many people disrespect pro wrestling and put it down just because they simply don't get it and don't understand it, which I've always had an issue with for obvious reasons. So, I'm going to give Logan Paul his due in this situation. And... He might actually pursue a career as a professional wrestler, and I wish him luck, because <clears throat> I know firsthand that ain't easy. So, uh, The easily the best women's match we got between both nights was Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch, an absolute masterpiece of a professional wrestling match. My only complaint, and this will make sense to everybody. Eric, you'll get this, too. So, one of the big things about professional wrestling psychology is that everything you're doing in the moment makes sense, right? The idea behind professional wrestling is to have a fight that looks as real as possible while actually not being a legitimate fight. That's the art of professional wrestling. Does that make sense to you?
1: That makes sense to me.
2: Okay. Now, there's more than just the match, though. It's about your character and your attitude, too. These girls were coming into a grudge match, and Bianca Belair, for as much praise as I've given her, considering how much I didn't like her when she debuted, she still has one fatal flaw that she needs to fix. She's coming out for a title match on the biggest show at a grudge match against a girl that she's supposed to hate and be in a blood feud with. <clears throat> So why is she skipping and dancing down the aisle, twirling her ponytail with a big smile on her face? This is a grudge match. Put on your game face, drop the skipping, come to the ring serious. It will be ten times better if you do. Does that, is make that, s- no- yeah, that, that makes 100% sense, but like I'm trying to figure out why she was skipping. Is that her normal That's her right? normal entrance. And I get that that's like the entrance that you do, but... You have to vary it up in the big show. For example, Ronda Rousey, who is now in professional wrestling after her MMA career was over. She'll put on a game face for her grudge match against Charlotte Flair, which was also kind of a blood feud. And she came to the ring serious with a purpose. Yes, she's come out smiling before and waving because she's been happy to be there. But that was when she's coming out to talk to the crowd or something like that. This, she's coming out for a fight. She looked ready for a fight. A story three years in the making. Yeah, true. If Bianca Belair would change that one aspect of her character, she would be the biggest women's name in wrestling, right next to Becky and Charlotte, who are the top girls right now. So, uh, best match of both nights, I believe, was the return of Cody Rhodes to WWE against Seth Rollins. I thought this was a fantastic match. Told a great story and made Cody look like a big star. I'm really happy to see him back. And I hope they have plans for him. Son of a legendary Dusty Rhodes and seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle again, despite the fact that he is, he was how many years removed from his last
0: match, Dan? 19. I think they said. Yeah. WrestleMania 19. WrestleMania
2: 38. Yeah. 19. Austin had his last match 19 years ago, came back for one final match. It was no holds barred. He did more than I expected him to do. And he worked with his own limitations to make it a really good match. And I got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle at
1: WrestleMania one more time against Kevin Owens, a wrestler who I'm also a fan of. So that- what's the story there? Like what, like, what was the story given on why
2: he returned? So the real reason was just because he wanted to have one final match and he wanted to do it against somebody who he respects, a young talent on the way up. <clears throat> the storyline that they went with, though, was just that Kevin Owens, being French-Canadian, decided he hates Texas, which, insert your own jokes there, and was just sitting there antagonizing Texas, all the people of Texas, everything about Texas. You know, he took the the usual cheap shots, they're stupid, they're backwoods, uh, fuck the Dallas Cowboys, you know, the usual stuff, to goad in the Texan to come out of retirement and face him one more time for a fight. But the actual story was brilliant. He just wanted him to come out and because the the pay-per-view took place in Dallas, he just wanted Austin to come out and be on his talk show. And then while he's actually on the talk show with Austin, he goes, just so you know, Steve, I didn't come out here because I wanted to talk. I tricked you. I brought you out here because I want to challenge you to a match right now. And Austin being Austin was like, you want to challenge me to a match, son? Give me a goddamn referee. And there we go. Also, a few
0: years ago, he took his finisher.
2: Yes, he did, and Kevin Owens has been using the Stunner as his finisher for a while now. So, so it actually did make sense for the story, and it was fantastic. Night one of WrestleMania was an amazing show, and if it ended there, it would be a t- it would be a a, a top tier WrestleMania. Not like, not like in the echelon of the great WrestleManias, but like it would be that upper tier. You're not seventeen ten. And not seventeen ten three five twenty. No. Yeah, but it would have been considered as a higher up uh, night 2 did bring it down a little bit but like last year last year's
0: night 1 was fantastic
2: yeah night 1 was great and night 2 was the one that's kind of shitty uh, <clears throat> I have seen people praise the Johnny Knoxville Sammy Zayn match and I've seen them shit all over it I lean towards the latter however with that said I was never a jackass guy and I've grown out of silly, goofy wrestling matches like this. So the bottom line is, this match wasn't for me. Some people found enjoyment in, in it, and that's great. And again, Johnny Knoxville—he took, even though it was a silly, goofy match, he took what he was doing seriously enough for that standard of wrestling. So I'm not—I'm holding nothing against him.
0: Sammy says it's one of his favorite matches he's ever done. So
2: yeah, and if if Sammy's happy, then. I can't really say that much about it. Um, Chad Gable is going to be a future superstar if he could develop a character. He is probably the best pure wrestler
0: on the roster right now, and I want to see more of him. Uh, yeah, he better uh Bloom before Stevenson's ready, ready, because he'll just take him over. He'll just eat him alive. Almost
2: sucks ass and should not have had this match. Bobby Lashley tried really hard. What a shit match this was. Uh, Rhea Ripley's is a megastar in the making. I want to see more of her. And I love the fact that Sasha Banks and Naomi won the tag titles. And then between them and Bianca Belair, the black women are standing proud right now. Yeah, and that also means Sasha's finally won a WrestleMania match. Yes, indeed. Um, while I don't care for the name Butch, I like Pete Dunne as a character. And I think he's hysterical. I want to see more of him. I thought that Edge versus AJ Styles was a very good match. I think it could have been better, but they gave it time, and they did what they were going to do. Pat McAfee, another celebrity taking this seriously, had a great match with Austin Theory. Then he had a garbage match against Vince McMahon. I never want to see 76-year-old Vince McMahon wrestle or remove his shirt ever again. I don't think I want to see him on TV ever again. So Especially he's, after The Stunner. And he took the single worst stunner in stunner history. And guys, go out there and watch Steve Austin stun Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 38 because Vince botches it so bad and it's hysterical. And Austin is laughing his fucking ass off after he finally hits it because how can't you? And then the main event was short, but I understand it was cut short because Roman got hurt. So I have nothing else to say about that. Uh, my review of WrestleMania 38, Night 2 definitely dragged it down, but I've absolutely seen worse. I would say this is a middle-of-the-pack WrestleMania. Did that make sense to the people out there who do not understand or watch wrestling, Eric? I
0: understood most of it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know all the names, obviously. No, so. that's fine. You don't have to know all the names.
0: That's we fine. changed the name to protect the innocent.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, other than that... Fun show. Um, But I am glad I did not watch it live because the biggest issue I had with the pay-per-view as a whole is there was too many videos and commercials involved. And the fact that I didn't watch it live let me – I basically watched an eight-hour event in four because I skipped so much.
1: Uh, They treat (laughs) it a lot like the Super Bowl. Is that what's going on and you still have to pay for it?
2: I mean not kind of, Yeah. There are just too many video packages to hype stuff up, which their production crew is, like, top of the line. See, I don't mind them as
0: long as it's hyping the next match.
2: Yeah, but there was too much shit in between. You know what I mean? Like, that got got to be kind of tiring. And I love that they do all this charity work and everything. You know, they, they work with all these different charities, but they play those videos way too much. Get your point out there. Great, you've done your charity, because by the fourth time I'm seeing it, I'm tired of it, and I think that oh, dude, actually goes God against God forbid there.
0: you watch the pre-show, too. Well, I did not watch any of the pre-shows. If you watch the pre-shows and then watch the main shows, there's some videos that you'll have seen four times before the night's Yeah, over. and I don't watch
2: the pre-shows anymore.
0: I only, I will only go back and watch the pre-show if they put a
2: match on it. And they did not this year. There were no pre-show matches. So No,
0: they just put important matches on SmackDown instead.
2: Yeah, which, again, dumb, but... but what the hell ever. All right. So with that said, let's go do some trivia this week. Now, Dan, I know you've got some Simpsons trivia for me here, but I've already taken my turn. So we're going to we're going to push that to the to the end of the trivia portion. I've got trivia for the two of you. Uh, something that would cater to an interest of each of you. So who would like to go first? Dan. I was hoping you were going to do that. I was so hoping (laughs) when I asked the question, Eric was going to volunteer Dan to go first. Dan, I have some Doctor Who trivia for you. Okay. Okay? So we'll keep the same rules I made with the Simpsons thing. You get about 10 to 15 seconds to actually answer the question, and if you don't, we'll just have to call it. But okay. we're not doing this Jeopardy style, so you don't have to play the gimmick because this is not a Jeopardy thing. I just found some Doctor Who trivia online, and I, I'm going to pick a couple of questions that I think you that I think are fair. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you I'll give you a pre question here, just to see if you would even know what the, the answer to this. How many episodes of Classic Who aired prior to the movie with Paul McCann? Geez, um... Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm not going to ask you stuff like that. The answer was 694.
0: I was going to guess like 500 or something.
2: Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you stuff Uh that you might actually know the answer to. I'm going to make it a fair... I'm going to make it a fair balance quiz. Alright, so your first question. When the Doctor first meets little Amelia outside after he
0: crashes the TARDIS, what food does he ask her for? Well... They try all kinds of food, but the one they land on is fish, fingers, and custard. That was actually an answer to another question I was going to ask
2: you. It was not the answer to this one.
0: Yeah. They go through a lot of food that he doesn't like. They really do. Do you know what the the first one is, though? Uh, Not off the top of my head. Okay. The
2: answer is an apple. Yes. Okay. Next question. Professors Yana and Thaskalos were aliases used by which villain? Uh, that would be The Master. Correct. Which volcano does the Doctor and his companion watch explode in Season 4? That'd be Mount Vesuvius. Correct. What enemy do the Doctor and Rose face in the episode titled Rose.
0: Oh, that would be, um, the, oh, man, so it's Autons? Yes. But the big thing is, like, the the, the conscious, the, the plastic consciousness or whatever? Yes. But, yeah.
2: Okay, Autons was the correct answer. What is the most invaded planet in the galaxy? Earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not the answer.
1: What's that alien race that they they literally just go from being slaves from one person to another? Oh, yeah. You know the answer? No.
2: The answer is Mm Mm-hmm. Their anthem is glory to insert name here, and their cities are designed to be comfortable
1: for their invading armies. Yeah, Dude, that, that episode was hilarious, because they're just like, you're free now. And they're like, well, we don't want to be free. We don't know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Generational uh, uh, occupation,
0: yeah. Okay,
2: well, we'll skip the answer. Well, I'll ask you this one anyway, but when the doctor meets Amelia Pond, what is it that he eats and actually likes? Yeah, fish fingers and custard. Yes. <clears throat> what episode does River Song first appear in? Uh, silence in the Library. Correct. The head of scientific research at Units UNIT, this cunning lady has met the doctor multiple times. She helped him deal with small black cubes, the Zygons, and even the terrifying Daleks. What is her
0: name? Sarah Jane Smith. No. Oh, wait, is this, um... Oh, wait, is that, uh... Joe Grant. No. Uh, which one? I thought it was Sarah. No, which one's as actually in charge? Kate Stewart. Yeah, Kate Stewart. <clears> this <throat> is the, the modern. Yeah, the modern one. Okay, yeah. Modern head of minute.
2: Which race is given the nickname Potato Heads? Sontarans. Correct. Uh, let's see, let's find another good one. Here, I'll give you a couple more. Alright, of the four following items, what is the werewolf scared of? Butterflies, mistletoe, holly, or bees? So. Mistletoes, correct. Not the bees! <laughs> Not the bees! bees. <laughs> Why does that make me laugh every time? God damn it. Uh, let's do a couple more here and then we'll wrap up Dan's portion of the quiz. <clears throat> when the. I think it's pronounced Slithine. Slithine, yeah. When the Slithine crashed a spaceship into Big Ben, what was the pilot?
0: What's the pilot? Mm-hmm. Oh, I try to remember this episode when they review when they actually reveal where they came they came from.
2: Alright. You give up? I, I give up? A pig. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, there bad. was a pig at the at the helm. <clears throat> Where did the Doctor and Rose first meet Captain Jack?
0: Uh, back in the London Blitz. Mm-hmm. You are correct. During World
2: War II. Correct. And last question. I mean, I'm not going to ask you this one because this one's way too easy. Who, who was the ninth Doctor played by? Christopher Eccleston. Yes. We'll give you the real last question. In the Christmas Invasion, the Doctor and Rose return to London. Who is the Prime Minister at the time?
0: Oh, that would be um. What's her name? She's the one that always introduces herself, <laughs> and she was a uh, like a newspaper writer, and then she became and. Uh, I need a name, Daniel. I got everything but her name. Harriet Jones. Oh, yes. Sir. Doesn't she look tired to you?
2: Yes. Pretty good, though. I think that was pretty good.
0: Harriet Jones, Prime Minister. Yeah. Dan definitely knows his Doctor Who. There was the one where I was thinking of, like, old school third and fourth doctor, and they were talking modern day, and I was like, yeah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Those were some serious fucking hard questions. Like, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I, I do not think I'm going to get more than Dan. You're not getting a Doctor Who quiz. I know. But whatever questions you're asking me about, I'm not going to know the
2: answers. <laughs> uh, don't be so sure about that. I found something that I think would be right up your alley. Eric, your quiz involves the subject, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Going to give you some quiz- quizzical questions about one of your favorite video games of all time. I think you'll do pretty well on this. <clears throat> Let's start with an easy one. Who discovers Link washed up on the beach? Oh, Meryl. Marin. Marin. Whatever. No, that's not a whatever. Whatever. Her name's <laughs> not important at all. Oh no, she's not. She's only the most important person in the story after Link. So her name is not important at all. Is this an Ares? Aerith? <laughs> <clears throat> Taryn gives Link the shield and calls Link by name, but how does he know Link's name? Oh. I do not know. He's wearing his name tag from work. Yeah, he just got off his I, shift at Best Buy. I wanted to say, like, his name is probably engraved on the back of the fucking shielders. That is correct. You should have said yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I want to say this. Well, then say it, damn it.
1: Yeah, all right. all
2: right. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <clears throat> what type of animal guides Link through his journey on Cahulin Island?
1: a well, little
2: owl. Yes, so that wasn't so hard.
1: Little hoot hoot.
0: Yes, hoot hoot. Does the owl just yell "Hey, listen!" all the time? Adam? No, thank God.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? We weren't there
0: yet. Up? That would be hey! the next game. <laughs> that would be the next game. Oh wait, yeah, this was originally on like Game Boy Color, right? So
2: <laughs> uh, original Link's Awakening was OG Game Boy. OG oh, yeah.
1: Game Boy. OG Dang. Game Boy. They went. From OG Game Boy, they re-released it for Game Boy Color. Then they released it as a Game Boy Advance game, I believe. I think it came and with then- a
2: package deal with uh, with a GameCube disc, if I'm not mistaken. There was like a GameCube game that came out that had Link's Awakening, OG Zelda, and I think something else on it. But I, I might be wrong about that. The remake on the Switch is so good, though. It like, is. I have to go back and actually finish it. <laughs> I know, it's so crazy good. I played the hell out of that till I beat it. Um, okay. Taryn has a habit of doing things he shouldn't. This time he ate some funny mushrooms and got transformed.
1: What was he turned into? Oh. Damn, there's so many transformations in this game, I can't remember what he actually turned into.
2: Remember he intentionally makes you get lost in the forest until you throw magic
1: powder on him? Fuck. I uh, I don't remember, man. I I really don't. It's a raccoon. It's
2: a good old raccoon. Trash panda. <clears> the <throat> trash panda.
1: trash panda.
2: Okay. <clears throat> uh, this one should be easy. How many siren instruments must Link collect to wake the windfish? Oh, damn. Um,
1: like eight, right? Yes. Okay.
2: There is a trading sequence that goes on in the game that all leads to a very important item at the end. But what item starts the trading sequence?
1: oh shit come on dude You (laughs) know it's like a little I remember this like I can't remember what it starts off as but I remember that fucking trading sequence the very first time I played I'm like this is some bullshit you have to like go over here and turn it into a letter it goes over here and turns into a bow and I think it was like a fucking rock or a seashell or something like that that starts it? I think so. No. Damn. It is a Yoshi doll. It is a fucking Yoshi doll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Fuck off, Mario. <laughs> Speaking of Mario, of the four following Mario bosses or Mario bad guys, which one does not appear in Link's Awakening? Goombas? Koopa Troopas? Piranha plants or cheap cheeps. What are my options again? Goombas, okay, Koopa Troopas, goop. Piranha Plants, and Cheap Cheeps.
1: I'm not even sure what that last one is. Fish. Well, I've definitely
2: I've definitely seen fish. Okay, so you gotta narrow down to Koopa Troopas and Piranha Plants. Which
1: one isn't in the game? I, I... I'm trying to think. I I know I've seen the fucking
2: You use your fifty fifty lifeline
1: already. I know. What the hell? I'm gonna go with uh Koopa Troopas. Correct. But I can't think for the life of me where the fucking
0: piranha plant is. There, even is... I know that there's been piranha plants in Zelda. The piranha
2: plants are in the side scrolling portions of the dungeons. When you yeah, go that's where,
1: like Okay.
2: When you're taking the little tunnels through the dungeons, there are piranha plants you can run into down there.
1: Which one? I don't think I've ever... Uh, they're, they're in multiple. Huh. Well, now I gotta go back.
2: Exactly. I knew, I've i seen the Goombas. Yeah, because if you stomp on a Goomba, you get a heart. Yeah. You can kill them with your sword, but if you stomp on them, you get a heart every time. So it's like... One of those things, if you're in desperate need of hearts, that's one way to do it. you
1: will just keep going in stomping on their heads going back out I remember that stage being really fucking difficult if you don't have the jump boots
2: yeah the feather the rocks feather they call it what do they call the dungeon bosses in Link's Awakening they're not just called bosses they have a specific title do you remember No. They're the nightmares.
1: Oh, right, because you're dreaming.
2: Yes. <laughs> you know, you're. I think you're doing better than you're giving yourself credit for.
1: I don't know, man. I feel like I'm fucking this up uh, pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, you you know, it's... fight a giant
0: face?
2: Yeah, Facade. That's actually the darkest part of the game, too, when you get to that dungeon, because you learn the truth about the island. That
1: yeah, and... and oh, fucking, fucking hell. What
2: a dilemma that was. Because you'd find out that if you... That you're dreaming, and when you wake up, the island and all its residents are going to disappear. And that's why they're trying so hard to stop you. That's why every time... when you When you beat the first four dungeons, they're pretty standard, but every time you beat a boss... From like from Dungeon Five, Six, Seven, and Eight, they friggin' taunt you, and they're like, You're making a mistake. You shouldn't do what you're doing. There's a manga based on Link's Awakening, and Link has a nervous breakdown when he discovers the truth in the face shrine. It's friggin' ridiculous. Like
1: it's w- genocide on a
2: whole new level.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Alright. Last question. What is the name of the song that you play to awaken the Windfish?
1: Oh my god, I can fucking... Um, I don't know the name of it. it it's, it's Marin's song.
2: It is Marin's song, yes.
1: I don't know the title of it, though.
2: I'll give you partial credit for knowing it was Maren's song, though. The title is Ballad of the Windfish. They actually do reference it by name a few times, so I thought it was a fair question.
1: It is a fair question. I just know it was music. And I know that it was Marin Song.
2: <laughs> Marin Song. Well speaking of video games, Kingdom Hearts four.
1: Kingdom Hearts I 4. go through and finish three. <laughs> Yep, I have enough for PC, and just I, I started playing it, and then they're just like, "Hey, now that you're playing Kingdom Hearts three, here's God of War," and then they're like, "Oh, also here's like Elden Ring," and and now it's just like, "Did we mention Tina's Wonderlands is out?" And like, "Well, I, I got so many fucking games now." First world problems, I know.
2: Well, I know there'll be some group members listening to this. I'll be very excited about Kingdom Hearts four. Specific
0: to two, two mobile games coming out as well, yes. and a 20th anniversary edition coming out. That's nuts. Um, but I, I do want
2: to just give a quick shout-out to our friend Ellis here. We, get, we, we give Ellis a lot of crap on the show because he is a goofy guy, but I know these games are very, very important to him, and I know that they've gotten him through some dark times in his life. So I hope he's really, really ecstatic about Kingdom Hearts 4. Like I hope that made his day when he saw that news.
0: So the little video it shows, uh, apparently the darkness has come to the real world. Oh, boy. Will there actually be like the parks and stuff then? Because that'd be awesome. Because it shows dude fighting him in like the middle of like the streets of Tokyo or some shit. That would be awesome if they put like the actual parks in
1: there.
2: That would be amazing.
1: The realistic photos that you can put in, in Unreal Engine 5. Have you
2: seen the people who've, like, remade Mario 64 and, like, Ocarina of Time in Unreal Engine? And it's like, I need this in my life. I need this. I need this widely released. I need this now. Like, not, not, not later. I need it now. Give it to me. Now. Please and thank you.
1: God. Uh... I need to go and beat 3 now, just so I can figure out what the hell is going on. The story is so confusing. Yeah, I've watched so many videos to, trying to explain the
2: story of Kingdom Hearts, and it's and it's like, yep, I, I know the Final Fantasy writers were behind this.
1: It, there is a little recap thing in 3, though, so you don't have to play the other ones, because God forbid, you have to go back and play the Game Boy games and all that, because it's all linked together. Mm-hmm. Nah, fuck that. Just give me the recap. I'll start from here. These are fun, <laughs> though. They are fun, though. They are. They are. They're great games, and if you want to play them, go for it. But also incredibly esoteric.
0: Like, like I thought this game was for babies, yet, like, <laughs> they're like, you have to find out why Alice is actually uh, innocent. And you have to go into the forest and find evidence, and there's, like, no way of knowing where to look in the forest. And there's very specific places with specific ways to get there to do it. And I'm like, how are you doing this without having the Prima strategy guide or the internet open the entire time? There are three things that
2: are certain in life. Death, taxes, and Kingdom Hearts being confusing. Understatement. All right, well, I got some bonus trivia for you guys here. I pulled out 90s Trivial Pursuit.
1: That's not
0: impressive.
1: Oh, 90s Trivial Pursuit.
0: Son of a bitch. (laughs) I have 80s Trivial Pursuit.
2: Well, I got the 90s one because I thought I'd be better at it. And it turns out I'm okay at it, but... But not very, so. So I'm going to just whip out a card. And I'm just going to ask a question. And let's see who gets it first. And this one will probably be Dan, because I believe this is a sports question.
1: I played a sport once.
2: What ESPN sportscaster was sandwiched between Wade Boggs and Gary Sheffield on a pinnacle Enfuego baseball card?
1: It's like you're trying to say something to me, but I'm not <laughs>
0: sure what you're saying. Uh, well, I'm going to have to go with uh, Boomer himself. Uh, Chris. Chris? Oh.
2: The answer is Dan Patrick.
0: Oh, it's Dan Patrick. Indeed. Oh yeah, nineties. Uh, Sports Center. I right? was dare I say in fuego. Dare I say in fuego. To say someone was on fire that night.
2: <clears throat> what divine songstress played Murphy Brown's
0: ninety-third and last secretary? I know they had almost every episode she had a different secretary.
2: Mm-hmm. This is actually a pretty good 90s answer, so think about that.
0: A lot of people did it. Um, man. So it's the 90s. So, but it went with, like, Mariah or, like, Whitney.
1: What was the question again?
0: It was,
2: what Divine Songstress played Murphy Brown's 93rd and Last
0: Secretary? Is Divine a clue? Uh,
1: I guess it could be. You
2: want to take it that direction.
1: Like, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, "Ah, I feel like there's a clue in there.
2: (laughs) Give up? Yep. Bet Midler. (laughs) Uh, Was Rihanna?
0: Did Rihanna start in the 90s or was she early 2000s? I
1: don't know.
0: I have... I've got to imagine mid-2000s? I don't know. Umbrella was 07. Okay. That's what I know. She's had other stuff, too, but... So I don't know how much before Umbrella she had. What excitable
2: rap impresario. See, here's the thing. They they word these a little too sophisticated-like. But I'll give you the year. This was 1999. Which excitable rap impresario flattened a rival record executive with a chair and a champagne bottle? Chair and champagne bottle are the clues there.
1: It's a rap artist. Uh, no sex in the champagne room. Who sang that? Well, that was. A
0: uh, Chris Rock thing. Speaking of Chris Rock,
2: anyway, and no, what, I'm just kidding. What did the five fingers say to the face? Give up? Yep. That would be Sean Diddy
1: Combs. Yeah, good old Puff Daddy.
2: All right, let's try a movie question. What film suspended production for a year so Tom Hanks could let his hair grow and lose 50 pounds? Oh, that's Forrest Gump.
0: No. Uh, cast Away. Cast Away, oh, correct. Yeah, Cast Away. He had to lose weight and then gain weight, right? Yeah. He had to lose weight and gain hair. He had to gain weight in order to lose the weight at the beginning.
2: What alternative rockers helped launch the first Lollapalooza as their goodbye concert tour? This would be nineteen ninety one. So think about a band that was would be saying goodbye around this time. Nirvana? Good guess, but no. <laughs> no. Dan
0: uh, Dan, do you have a guess? A lot of bands that probably have they since come back together probably several times.
2: I actually don't know if they came back together after this. I mean, they probably my, my
0: guess. My guess is Jane's Addiction. You are correct. Oh, good guess. And they have come back together several times. Okay, well, I actually <laughs> didn't know that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's Perry Farrell's like big thing it was yeah, it was he launching that? What Seinfeld character
2: refused to switch from briefs to boxers, noting my boys need a house?
1: That sounds like, uh, George. It's actually not George. It's not? No. It's Kramer? It's Kramer. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's funny, though. Excuse me. I have allergies. Oh, God. This should be an easy one. What computer mogul earned $12 per second for at each second of 1997?
1: Well, I mean, it's either Gates or, uh, yeah. or what's his name? Steve Jobs. It's yeah. Gates.
2: Yeah. It's, it's Gates. Gates. That was definitely Bill Gates. What Steven Spielberg film did US Congressman Tom Coborn blast NBC for airing over the full frontal nudity violence and profanity
1: to say that again?
2: What Steven Spielberg film did US Congressman Tom Coburn blast NBC for airing over full frontal nudity violence and profanity? would so be any 1997. Good guess, but no. Private Ryan, I don't believe, has any full frontal nudity.
1: I uh, don't know, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, think, about a,
2: what's, think about a mid-90s Spielberg film that would be really controversial.
1: Nothing.
0: Oh, oh there was something. Oh, oh, fucking Schindler's List. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs>
1: I take it back. All right,
0: there was some '90s trivia for you.
2: That was just me pulling random cards out of the box. I was going for the the more music and media based questions because I thought you guys would know those better. There's like world event questions, but I, I was reading them and I'm like, I don't, I've never even heard of this. So, all right, Dan, you want to challenge my Simpsons knowledge a little bit? I suppose. Oh, so we're doing Double Jeopardy this
0: time? We're doing Game 1's Double Jeopardy. All right, what are my categories? Bart in Trouble. Oh, God. At the Movies. What's in a Name. Kane and Kodos. Okay. And the mo, the Merrier. All right, well, I got to do the Kang and Kodos category. All right. <coughs> Kang's love child. Is that all it says? Yep.
2: Who is Maggie Simpson? That's correct.
0: This <laughs> Kansas senator was the loser in the bioduplication election.
2: Uh, who is Bob Dole? That's correct.
0: He was from Kansas?
2: I don't think I actually knew that. I don't think I actually knew what
0: state he represented. Okay. It was the initial title of the dusty cookbook. Are you looking Oh,
2: the initial title? So that would be how to cook humans. That's correct. Which then became how to cook for humans, which then became how to cook 40 humans, which then became how to cook four forty humans. Uh, It was the complete title of the Dusty Cookbook. God damn it. That was the next question, wasn't it? (laughs) All right. Well, skip
0: that one. And the last one in this one is, on their first visit to Earth, Kang and Kodos were accompanied by this third alien. Who is Serak the
2: Preparer? That's correct. Voiced by James Earl Jones. All right, um, I think you said there was a movies one in there.
0: Give me that one. At the movies. Moe's Christmas vision of a world where he'd never been born was a spoof of this movie. Oh, come on. What is It's a Wonderful Life? And it's <laughs> correct. Bart breaking his leg and thinking Flanders killed his wife parodies this Hitchcock film. <laughs> that's such a good episode, too. What is Rear Window? That's a good
2: episode. Oh, my God. I killed her. There's only one explanation. That's not Ned Flanders. I'm a murder erdler Well, if that's not Flanders, he did his homework.
0: It's the name of the multi-screen Springfield movie theater. What is the Springfield Googleplex?
1: Right. Eric Homer Eric, ne- feel
2: free to jump in anytime. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna
1: beat me at all of these. I might as well just go use the bathroom and come back. <laughs> Homer negatively reviewed
0: Mel Gibson's classic remake of this Capra classic.
2: Uh, I believe that is or what is
0: Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Yes. Okay. Flanders' romance with starlet Sarah Sloan was a takeoff of this Hugh Grant movie. Oh, well, shit. I don't know my Hugh Grant movies because yeah, I'm a guy. If you don't know it. You wouldn't know it.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't know it. Okay, that's fine. I don't... What were we looking for? What is Notting Hill? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Would not have known that. I didn't realize... You know what? I mean... Yeah, that would make sense as the parody thing goes, but I would probably know the trivia by reading up on it, but I haven't seen that movie, so there I wasn't going to know that one.
0: Uh, what was the other one? You had Barton Trouble. We have Barton Trouble, What's in a Name, and The Mo the Merrier. I don't know what to expect from What's in a Name, so give me that one. It's Smithers' first name. Who is Waylon? Millhouse has this last name. What is Van Houten? Marge had this maiden name. What is Bouvier? It's Homer's middle name. What is J? Yeah, it's J, but it's also J-A-Y.
2: J-A-Y, yeah. That was the big joke because he was Homer J. Simpson. He didn't know what the J stood for. And then he discovered it stood for J.
0: And Krusty the Clown's real name
2: is. What is Herschel Schmoikel Krustofsky? <laughs> do they have the whole thing? Yes. Okay, because I, I I know Herschel Krustofsky, but I think I don't think they say Schmoikel as often. Schmoikel is written here. <clears throat> All right, let's do the Bart category. I can I think I can answer good questions about Bart being in trouble. Bart stole the head of this statue. Who is Jebediah Springfield? Oh, Jesus, should I just grab a soda? (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Eric, jump in, buddy. Don't let me take all of them. I'm just gonna say random things.
0: Okay, that's even funnier. Bart's graffiti-crazed alter ego.
2: I want Eric to answer this.
1: Oh, I- oh, well, shit. I don't know. Lisa. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Bart poses as his
2: sister to go put graffiti on shit?
1: Tell me that's not a great episode in, in planning. They haven't done that one yet. See, they're not out of ideas. Yeah, they
0: they got it. stories for you. They, yes. <laughs> uh, the answer is, who is El Barto? Yes. Bart joined this scouting group during a squishy blackout. Eric?
1: Oh, I got nothing, man. What are the junior
0: <laughs> campers? The name of the pen with which Mrs. Krabappel gave Bart an F in history. The name of the pen?
2: Yeah, yeah. it's a red pen. Because
0: she mentions it as she picks it up to put the F down.
2: I think it's just old red. That is correct. Yeah, I don't think there was anything that fancy about it. I think she was just said, let me bust out old red here.
0: Bart stumbled upon this burlesque salon while flying a model airplane. What is Maison Derrière?
2: Maison Derrière? Do you understand why that's funny, Eric? Maison Derrière? No. Basically, it's Mansion of the Ass. It's basically what that translates to. Ah. Booty. It's a burlesque house. Um, my favorite pen joke on The Simpsons is when Otto's going to get his driving test and he's talking to Patty. She's like, I'm going to be your instructor. When you do good, I use the green pen. When you do bad, I use the red pen. Any questions? He's like, yeah, did you like used to be a dude? Like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm pretty open minded. You could tell me. And she just drops the green pen and goes, I won't be needing this. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorite jokes that they ever did involving pens. By the way, I watched the Cape Fear episode during the week, and I laugh so hard at the freaking sideshow Bob on Rakes thing every time. I just laugh yeah, uncontrollably. It's a classic
0: slapstick scene, man. I
2: still still can't like get over that. All right, if Eric's gonna get a soda, because I'm gonna move on to the entertainment challenge here in a minute, um, I'll go ahead and do one more category, so Eric can go get you a mo. The merrier. <laughs> right. Oh God. Okay. Mo questions. All right, I can I can handle mo questions. Let's do this. It's the full name of Moe's establishment. What is Moe's Tavern?
0: Although Mo it ha- has this last
2: name. What is Sislak? It's
0: the secret ingredient in a flaming Moe.
2: What is Krusty Children's Brand Cough Syrup?
0: Moe's girlfriend, Renee, has this occupation.
2: Oh, there's one I'm not going to know off the top of my head. Uh, what was Renee... I'm gonna guess what is nurse
0: no I that's not right I don't remember what is flower vendor flower
2: vendor okay yeah I think I remember now I'm pretty sure that was Helen Hunt was the voice of Renee and I do remember her doing something on the boardwalk now which like, was his
0: IRL wife at the time
2: yes Hank Azaria and Helen Hunt were married at the time
0: so that was that was the thing and your last question most starred in this soap opera. Shit. This I it's, is the definitive Simpson soap opera. Yeah, and I... Fuck. Just like the sands in an hourglass, it never ends.
2: Yeah. It, it was something stupid, too. It was like Days of Our Times. <laughs> it never ends. It's something like that. I don't remember, actually. It, it never ends. Oh, is that what it's called? It never ends? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> shit, and I've I mean I know they've referenced soap operas before, but I don't always remember them saying the name. But yeah, he gets a he gets the role because he gets the he gets the surgery to look less ugly.
1: Hold up. Did I just come back
2: and you missed one? I missed two. Damn, what the fuck? I know. I didn't say I knew a hundred percent of Simpson shit
0: though. I just said I know a lot of Simpson stuff. He didn't know two in a row, by the way. Not just two. In a row.
2: Remember the last time we did this, I missed the easiest question in the category? (laughs) I mean, these things are going to happen. All right. I have prepared an entertainment challenge for this week. Mm -hmm. This game was given to us by our wonderful sponsor, Mr. Adrian Cotton. And he is going to sponsor this week's entertainment challenge. Because as you know, he runs Motivational Vacations Link in the description of this episode Where he'll help you book your trip Plan everything out He'll look for discounts for you He'll look for the best prices for you He might even get you a voucher Just by naming CKCC Radio Which, by the way, he will And He might have a prize For whoever wins this week So You might get a free voucher just because you win the game. So, you better hope that we liked your entries.
1: Damn it, I just lost the game. Ah.
2: I understood that reference. So this week, Adrian's challenge was to come up with a place that you do not want motivational vacations to send you to. The only stipulation was it had to be fictional. Um, It has to be fictional. (laughs) <laughs> or, well, not, maybe not fictional, but associated with fiction, in a way. Pop culture type stuff. Um, and then... My answer was going to be Chernobyl, so... <clears throat> I mean, and you're right about that. Now, I added the extra stipulation. People could either just name the location, or they could try to make it funny with a tagline or something like that. And a couple people did, but not everybody did, so I'm not going to judge based on whether you did or not. I'm going to judge solely based on whether I don't want to go there. Uh, you guys can play however you want. Uh, let me do a quick count here. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 people played this week. So, we still got a pretty good turnout. And maybe one of you will be lucky enough to win a prize. All right. Well, let's get the playing. All right. So, I'm going to pull up the 15 locations of motivational vacations to send you to. And I'm going to pick one, and we're going to see whether or not we'd want to go there. First location is
0: Mordor. Well, one does not simply walk into Mordor.
1: I feel like like a lot of things would just move out of the way if I started walking towards Mordor.
2: (laughs) First of all, if I have to walk, I ain't going. You got right. Regardless of where the place is, if you're making me walk, I ain't doing it
1: where are we going victoria's secret fuck that
2: <laughs> do i have to walk well it's in the middle of the mall. Yeah. do i have to
0: walk i've seen i've seen segways i have stores, in the mall. I have stores a mile away and i don't want to walk there <laughs> which is like a 20 minute walk
2: actually because most people can do a mile in 20 minutes you just don't want to walk for 20 minutes nobody wants to walk for 20 minutes
1: It's not even the 20-minute walk that's, like, the issue, or the 20-minute travel is the issue, is that you know if you go somewhere and it took you 20 minutes to walk there, it's another 20 minutes to walk back. And chances are you're walking back,
0: carrying things. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's why
2: I don't mind walking when I go get my hair cut, because it's right across the field, and I'm lighter when I come back.
0: Yeah, and it weighs, you weigh less when you come back. Oh, man.
2: Well, that's a point for me because I ain't going to Mordor.
0: I ain't going to Mordor.
1: Oh, I definitely wouldn't want to go. I just say things would move.
0: Well, I said, what period of time in the history of Middle Earth are we talking here? Oh, uh, now we're getting semantics going here.
1: <laughs> well, first <laughs> of this time of year,
2: for, was Mordor ever worth going to? Because doesn't it friggin' dissolve
0: when the Ring gets destroyed? He even used his powers to create his own country. Wow, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to mortar. All right, sounds like we're in agreement then. That's three points to our friend Hannah. Nice. I like that the flight attendant was the first one out the gate to tell you where she wouldn't want to go. <clears throat> uh, yep, one of four girls played this week. Uh, it's the same four girls who've been playing every week. So... You know who one of them is. Our next
0: entry. Oh, boy. Camp Crystal Lake. You have any idea how many Camp Crystal Lakes there are? (laughs) There's one near where I lived, where I grew up. (laughs) Did people actively avoid it because of the name? No, because everyone knew by then that that shit takes place in Jersey. And people just didn't want to go to Jersey. (laughs) And we were in the middle of New York State. So we were like, okay, we're good.
1: You sons of bitches. <laughs> in all fairness, we would never get invited to Camp Crystal Lake.
0: I, You know what? If I was at Camp Crystal Lake, I'd be fine. I ain't having sex and doing dumb stuff. You'd be like, you get to live.
1: Yeah. yeah, now it's like, I don't know, I feel like it'd just be too cold.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's the reason you don't want to go. Not the not the murderous history. You don't want to go because
1: it's early April and the water's not warm yet? It's <laughs> fucking cold. It's cold all the time up here, and I don't fucking like it. <laughs> it's just, I'm not in the mood when I'm cold. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I definitely don't want to go there, so points. Point. Point.
2: Three points to our friend Jeff Trelowitz, host of three podcasts on
0: this channel and published author. show. try not to make any more podcasts on the way to the parking lot. All right. uh,
2: Next one is going to be kind of dependent on when I'm going, but the answer is Jurassic Park. See, here's where I'm torn. If everything was functioning, hell yeah, I want to go to Jurassic Park. Yeah, how, how long was Jurassic World in in uh, operation before everything happened? I think they actually answered that. I think there is actually a trivia thing about that. I think it was an operation for... Uh, like, ten years?
1: Like, it had some history behind it. It had been an operation for a little while. It, I mean... It's a long time with no incident, but the the thing is, when an incident occurs, okay, so it's pretty fucking big.
2: Jurassic Should Park never nice. got off the ground, though. Jurassic Park failed during the initial testing phase.
1: Yeah, I think I'd go if it was open, but I wouldn't go for testing purposes. Like, I, that's not a thing you do on opening night. Definitely not a party <clears> you hit on opening night. Uh, a
2: couple of things, though.
1: I think I would have survived
2: Jurassic Park because, A, I wouldn't have gotten out of the car. B, I wouldn't have rummaged for a flashlight to
1: harass the T-Rex. So the T-Rex wouldn't have even noticed me. You would have died of starvation because no one's coming to get your ass.
2: Spared no expense. (laughs) Bastard.
1: So what's our vote on Jurassic Park? I, I feel pretty torn about it. Like, clearly... The original Jurassic Park. Do not want to visit. Well, that's operationally. If if there was a place that had dinosaurs and it was, yeah, I'd totally go. Well, I'm gonna stick with the fact that it's at the actual Jurassic Park
2: and the one from '93. So I'm giving it a point based on that.
1: It gets a point from yeah. If it's based on that, then yes, it gets a point for me.
0: All right. So 2004 is when they finished constructing Jurassic World. Okay, so it would have been about 10 years, then. They opened it in, in May of 05.
2: Yep, and then 2015 is when the movie took place, so... so 10 years. 10 of... years, yeah. So it had it, it. was doing pretty well, actually. All right. Uh, Dan, what's your vote on Jurassic Park?
0: Well, I hear Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild.
2: Damn, you get a point just for a Weird Al reference.
1: He gets a point. Okay, so that's Dan with one point, and then whoever this has three points. (laughs) Three points to Randy Moore.
2: All right, the next one comes with a tagline: "Derry Maine, you'll float too." It's
0: a good thing you did the tagline because I would have been like, "The fuck is that?" (laughs) Because Dan don't know horror. I don't. I don't know the. You'll float too.
2: You don't know what that's from? No. You do. Oh. Wait, here. do you do you not do horror? Not really. Oh fuck, I thought you did. Really? I'm the horror I mean, guy in the group? It's I, the I town from know. It. Dude, I'm never I'm never the horror guy in the group because I'm not as big of a horror fan as like everybody else I know who likes horror.
1: No, you But I guess compared
2: to fan. you two. All right, that's fair. Yes, Derry Maine is where It is takes place. That's where Pennywise That's where the whole incident takes place in Derry, Maine. Your clue was Maine because Stephen King. Everything takes place in Maine. Even his non-horror stories take place in Maine. And uh, to Matt Hardman and Matt Awesome, because I know you guys live there, fuck Maine based on Stephen King alone because he's made me never want to go back. I've been once, ain't doing it again. Thanks Stephen King for that but you'll float too is a Pennywise line. So that gets a point from me because the fuck you're sending me to Derry, Maine. That's fair. Okay. Dan?
0: Yeah, I guess a point.
2: All right. Three points awarded to Chris McGinnis. Next, we have Sidewinder, Colorado. Okay. Boy, that sounds lovely, doesn't it? I well, wish you'd tell me what it was from. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. here you will stay at the lovely Overlook Hotel, which is that's closed to in Colorado. Yeah, that's like the one exception. Is that it? Because you, you can't do the the story anywhere else. You can't do the you can't do the Shining in Maine. Is what it boils down to. And it's...
1: Because that's Stevens' territory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I don't want to go there anyway. Because that hotel, I'm sure, has a lovely history. But it was built on an Indian burial ground. So that's an automatic nope out the door. Is that what it is? Yeah. The Overlook Hotel was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. They tell him that, like, right off the bat.
0: Yeah. Is it, like, that's like, the house from the fucking... Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yep. <laughs> Where they're in the basement. <laughs> By the way, the yeah, person... That's the fucked up thing. Is like, it's like, they didn't even build the house right. You could literally see the bones in the basement. Like, what the fuck? I also appreciate this one because the person
2: who submitted it submitted the axe and hammer emoji, and I appreciate that. Because, you know, he's doing carpentry work, so he's using the hammer, and then he's using the axe to, you know... To axe people.
0: Yeah, because in the book, it's a croquet mallet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is a croquet mallet, correct. Good book, by the way. Shout out to my friend Megan for letting me use her Audible so I could listen to the audiobook. I listened to it during... um, Actually, in October is when I was listening to it. Um... I'll have to look that up for you, but he had a very, he was really, really good at it. Like, he he had a good, soothing voice for reading an audiobook, but he also did really good at the impressions when he would play the characters.
0: Was my go-to is Jim Dale doing the freaking Harry Potter series. Holy crap. Oh, I know. Those are so good. Uh, shining
2: audiobook is Campbell Scott. Does the audiobook. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Really intense to listen to the audiobook. So Sidewinder
0: Colorado gets a point from me. I mean, the town, maybe not so bad, but the... the you where are you going to stay? That's the thing. The old swanky hotel.
2: You know, it's not like you have another place to stay. So, point from me. Yeah, I get a point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. Hannah's awesome friend, Nicole, played that one. Nickel. Nickel.
1: Nickel. That's
2: what we're just going to start calling her. There's another Nicole in the group, but she did not play this week, so...
1: So, no nickel for her.
2: (laughs) All right, this one's very specific, but... I appreciate this because it's actually making a reference to another movie while, refer- while still referencing the movie it's meant to reference. The Last House on the Left on Elm Street. <laughs> I like the combination of the horror movies there. Because, first of all, I'm not staying in The
0: Last House on the Left. Second of all, I'm not staying on Elm Street. So one of the many elementary schools I went to growing up was Elm Street oh yeah, yeah, but that was in Phoenix, New York. My road connects the road
2: I grew up on connects to Sleepy Hollow. no thank you <laughs> yeah people but that were was scared Jersey of it. not in Massachusetts, so yeah, but
0: people were still scared of it. <laughs> I like the combination. That's a good one.
2: Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's a point. Yeah. This actually came from the guy from Maine, Matt
1: Hardman. I mean, technically, they cheated. They named two places we don't want to be. <laughs> well, but also, it's still one place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just so happens the
2: last house on the left on Elm Street's an Airbnb. You just things you didn't know because you know Airbnb existed. It's ran it.
0: by Fred Krueger.
2: Uh, ran by a Mister F Krueger.
0: Oh, uh, that's too obvious. Like, like, Isn't like one of the movies? It ends with like he's a regular person again, and his name and he's like Fred K or whatever. Just and call me just straight up Robert England. Just call me Fred.
2: Just call me Fred. Fuck, I will. Alright, our next location is Alderaan, Circa 1 BBY. Hey, at least you won't have to worry about paying for a round trip. Blah, blah.
0: That is a one-way ticket. Well, you do have the entire year <laughs> to hopefully get off of there. <laughs> Depending upon when you got there to be with, but yeah, holy crap.
1: I'm torn because so far everything has been, like, like horror-related. But this is kind of just, like, you're going to die instantly.
0: <laughs> How about, like, the ones where, the, where they have, like, the Alderaan's, uh upcoming weather? Oh, yeah. And they're like, it's going to be 35 degrees, 45 degrees, um, 10 billion degrees! And then there's just no forecast
2: after it. <laughs> Alderan went boom.
1: Good old Death Star. Star Wars reference, so point from me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it works.
2: I'll give it a point. Three points to Brian Leon. <laughs> oh my god. So this next one <laughs> this next one's just the tagline. Dan, I want you to guess who submitted this after I read the entry. <laughs> Oh god. You're you're gonna you're probably gonna have a good guess. <laughs> Come fuck orc horse in Orgamar. So it's Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Joey image. I what? Come fuck
0: orc whores in Orgamar. That would be like like the uh main city of orcs in the Warcraft universe.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I think it's funny. I'm giving it a point. And since we're humans, it would not go very well.
1: Nope.
0: Could have just mentioned the orc city and been
2: done with it, but he took it an extra step and decided to. <laughs> He, he decided to joe it up a little bit, is what basically happened here. Oh, yeah? A little image flavor on that. Joey image, ladies and gentlemen. One of Matt Turner's favorite lines in the wrestling locker rooms. Joey image, ladies and gentlemen, after he would say something that would be, yeah. well, Joe. Well, Joe. All right, so Joseph Photograph gets a point from me. Yeah, that's a point. What say you, Eric?
1: I mean, now that I get it. I didn't... You know what? I'm feeling generous. Okay. All right. Point. See, I thought... I was,
2: I was hoping you were just going to make a reference to the Orc and make that your judgment call. You, you You took it the classy route, Eric. I'm proud of you. Whoa, this trunk has a dead orc whore in it. (laughs) It Why, you gotta portray her like uh, some kind of whore.
0: (laughs) All these cars have dead orc whores in (laughs) Orc
2: whores. Good job. Orc whores. (sighs) All right, three points to Joey Image. All right, our next one has a tagline as well. Liberty City approximately 13.5 seconds since last fatal carjacking.
0: Oh.
2: That's the thing though, yeah. right? Like, yeah, uh... even, even in the nicest part of Liberty City, you can still get carjacked.
0: Just gotta hope that you're in the third island and they can't get there for a long time. Right? <laughs> and if they try to cheat and get there, they get a five-star wanted level and the police come after them. Well, at a five-star level, you get tanks and helicopters and shit. Yeah, they actually shoot you down. The the military comes after you. I see your GTA reference, and I give you a point. Yeah, that's an easy point for me. Yep.
2: Love those games. That was from our friend J.K. the third. Joseph Kalaya. Next entry, the Hewitt House in Granger, Texas. Is Who this get- the uh,
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah,
2: House? Yes, it is.
1: Okay, yeah, no, fuck that.
0: <laughs> I'm going there.
2: Yeah, what the hell, Adrian? Where are you trying to send us right now? You want to stay at the Hewitt house? No. I don't even want to eat at the Hewitt house. What a bed and breakfast that would be. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nope for me, dog. Uh, Point. Point it. And Eric pretty much gave a point immediately because...
1: (laughs) Not going there. All right. If
2: I told you this entry was based from somebody that we knew who came from Texas, would you guess who it was?
1: Uh, probably Katie.
2: It was definitely Katie.
1: Makes me wonder if she's been to the Hewitt House before. I mean, you had me not going to Texas because Texas. Ha! <laughs> Fictional locations.
2: Well, Texas. <laughs> Texas. By the way, nobody uh, nobody did this, but if anybody submitted Australia, I might have actually given them the win. Just because that meme is really funny. It's like the stupidest meme ever. Australia doesn't exist because I've never seen it. Welcome to the internet, folks. All right, we're on the final five entries. Our next entry is Hill House. That may potentially be just as big of a nope as the Hewitt House.
0: Many movies. I mean, there's even a Netflix TV show about that shit now. So. Haunting on Hill House? Haunting of Hill House. Or the haunting of the house on the hill. <laughs> Look, it's an old ass house on a hill. I'm not going. <laughs> or they did medical experiments. It used to be in an insane asylum or whatever. They did all kinds of fucked up shit. Not going.
2: This house has a rich history. I bet it does. It's also got some other things I don't want to stay with.
1: not sure I would call that rich history. <laughs>
2: well, rich is an well, objective term in this case. I'm not saying it in a just positive Just
0: remember, way. yeah, like what Ollivander said about he who should not be named. He did great things. Terrible. Horrible things. But great. But great.
2: Call him Voldemort, Dan. We use his name around here. We use his Christian name around here. Yeah. Yeah, Hill House, that's a definite nope.
0: Yeah, that's a no. That's a nope.
1: Yeah.
0: And by a nope, I mean give it a point. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of the purpose of the game, though?
2: You're, you're noping them the points. All right, that was from Clarissa. Our next entry also has a tagline. Because, of course, it does. Come visit Omicron Persei 8 for the 10th annual Human Horn Con. We go hard. Oh, God. God. They need their human horn. Give us McNeil. Okay, you can have my nose. That's the funniest line in that episode. (laughs) All right, okay, you can have my nose. Give us the human horn. First of all, I'm not going to Omicron per Eight on the principle of it. Second of all, I'm really not going while the human horn con's going on. Yeah.
0: Single female lawyer having lots of sex.
2: I love the
0: ready camera
2: joke in that episode. Bender's two eyes and then ready camera three. Alright, that's a point for me.
0: I guess they're right. Men are from Omicron Per CI seven and women are from Omicron Per CI eight.
1: Point for me.
2: Instead of looking at where I was, you should have been shooting at where I was going to be.
0: We are from the planet Nintendo sixty four. Alright, so
2: Ellis walks away with points. Next entry
0: is Metropolis. Like from the old movie Metropolis, or Metropolis from like DC. I'm guessing DC. Or the robots yeah. take over in the old movie.
1: I feel like if it's DC ah uh... Mixed feelings. Because if it was DC, they could have just went with Gotham. Because fuck Gotham. <laughs> <Where's that going? laughs> yeah. Nope, they went with Metropolis. I don't know. Too much weird shit happening there. I think they're right. Like, it'd be cool because there'd be like superheroes and stuff, but there's also supervillains. And they they always seem to get away with killing people for a few episodes before you know anything happens. So, yeah, no. Nah. Is that a point then? That is a point.
2: Okay, Dan. Yeah. All right, I'll be the dick. Uh, that was that didn't do it for me. So, but you'll still get two points. That's our friend Tom Dickinson over on the Watch Me Cook YouTube channel.
0: Especially if we're talking modern movie metropolis where the Zod shows up and almost kills everybody before Superman stops him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How many people turning into like monkeys and lizards and shit? <laughs> we should like
0: with some time figure out the ideal cities in each comic book universe to live in. Future episode content right there.
2: Alright, penultimate entry is Silent Hill.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is a earmark and a definite fuck that.
2: Three points and an earmark to Jay Winger.
1: I'm gonna live my life learning about
0: some dude's grief so I can fuck with him. Of the Bored to Death Binge Cast. Or do I get to be the the dog that's pulling the strings in the alternate ending? No, no, no. You're you. You're you in Silent Hill. Have fun, buddy. I'm just like, well, at least they're going after that guy. (laughs) Final entry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Final entry. Gotham City. Well, there you have it. That's definitely.
2: Yeah, no. I wouldn't be caught dead in Gotham City. Gotham City is also in New Jersey.
0: It's in like a, a like a triangle of cities with New York and metropolis right but yeah that's a no I am not going to Gotham City. The one thing I did like about Batman versus Superman was the idea that they're like right across from each other with like a a river across between. the street. <laughs> But like a, like an Oakland
1: San Francisco thing going on. <laughs> I don't I don't know who I'd rather deal with. Would I'd rather deal with Superman's villains or Batman's villains? Because Batman <laughs> seems to have shit under control and then but like his city is really fucked up.
0: Well, it's like Superman's villains are more occupied with trying to kill Superman. Right. And you're just side things. Whereas Batman's villains are just always victimizing you, and then Batman shows up that night.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, see that that's, that's the, the key difference, right? Like, Superman's villains, they're always after Superman. Batman's villains are just trying to avoid Batman. So they do crime to regular people. So it'd be worse to be in Gotham. Also, Gotham's corrupt as hell with city officials and everything. Right, but we're used to that. <laughs> I mean, he lives in Michigan. (laughs) Yeah, I thought we were talking about fictional cities. (laughs) (laughs) Fictional characters. You know?
2: (laughs) Damn it. This is why why I hate recording when I have the allergy cough going on, because I'm about to have a coughing fit over laughing at that. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, no, point for sure. Three points to Brian Murphy. All right, so let's
1: pick our winner. Uh, Silent Hill wins for me.
2: All right. Yeah, it's got to be Silent Hill. Eric and Dan say Silent Hill. <sighs> I might regret doing this, but I have to. I'm going with the Orc Horse. That just made me laugh. It's a dangerous precedent, Christopher. <laughs> what, to award Joey Image Points? I mean, th- uh, what would your entry have been for this game? Uh, Dan, you know what I would have done? What? I would have done a combo. Ogdenville, Brockway, and North Haverbrook. <laughs> yeah. Does does Eric get that reference? No. Put them on the map. That's from the Simpsons monorail episode. Those are the three cities that he sold monorails to before he came to Springfield. And it put them on the map, but it also completely destroyed their towns. So that would have popped Dan, but Eric wouldn't have given me a point, though.
1: What <coughs> I have picked? I think I would have picked Outside the Wall in... Um... Attack on Titans.
2: Mm. I understood that reference. (laughs) World 8-4. Which I've still never even seen. I have never beaten World 8-3. To this day. One day. Even I have.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I keep trying. I try, try, try. Uh, good entries this week, though. Uh, good entertainment challenge from Adrian. A sponsored one. And I do believe I have next week's game idea already, because Jeff Trellawood sent me a message earlier. He had a game idea. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick here. Because He said he had an idea, and I course I don't remember what it was oh yes I remember now okay so I know what we're gonna do for next week I will put that up Monday evening at some point um, probably kind of late Monday evening because of the things and everything going on but you know being busy and working and all that stuff <clears throat> all right so I'm gonna turn the show over to Dan now because Dan watched some movies and I think he needs to discuss them
0: and now it's time for Dan Has seen't.
2: I Dan seen. Dan Has seen.
0: So, I watched it the other day. I watched Free Guy. I liked Free Guy. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it might be my favorite movie that's based on video game overall. Not based on a specific video game, although it's clearly supposed to be like GTA Online. But... And is, uh has a different premise than I expected. Because, you know, you watch any of the previews or anything, you know, it's about an NPC in a video game that suddenly becomes self-aware and but the breaks his stuff.
1: It. It's so good. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. I think people should see it. Right, because <laughs> if you mention anything about the movie, it it ruins the fucking movie. It really does. Just
0: know that there's much more than you think in that premise. A lot like in in, in similar NA, you thought a movie was just going to be this one basic premise, but it's actually a lot more to it. Like Dodgeball was. I mean, it's like it's a movie about fucking Dodgeball. How crazy can it be? And you're like, holy shit, it's a lot more to it than that. So I should, I recommend it. It's available on HBO Max and Disney Plus. So y'all
1: should see it. I, like, I, I else, do yes. like the the nod at the end with uh, Ah man, I really can't say it. Never mind. Fuck it. They got
0: the music and everything. Like, oh my, that's probably why it's on Disney Plus. By the way,
1: well. it, got, it <laughs> It it happened because the movie was in development when it was still owned by Fox, and then Disney bought out Fox, like, near the end there. So they added that extra part at the end, if you know what I'm talking about.
0: Those extra two things? Yes.
1: They added those extra two things, and it's just like, well, how long can two weeks actually be for the pandemic? And then, you know, here's year two...
0: also watched uh, ESPN 30 for 30 called Four Falls of Buffalo, and it's about the early 90s Buffalo Bills team that went to four straight Super Bowls and lost them all. That's a period of history where they were the best team in football for four straight years, but they just couldn't get it together in the last game of the year and it's sad, and you get some personal stories from people, and all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. So if you're a sports fan, you catch that on uh, Disney+. And then I watched Hidden Figures.
1: How was that?
0: That was really good. I rather enjoyed it. It's a movie about uh, leading up to John Glenn's uh, like supposed to go around the earth like seven times in orbit and about what it took to do that. And it showcases these three black women who are insanely great at mathematics. And because computers were just barely a thing at the time, you had to do it all by hand and in your head.
1: And what it took to do all that shit. Can you imagine trying to do that shit now? Like, I don't think there's... I mean, there's probably people out there who could do it. But Have like do a, it by hand, yeah. fucking handle it.
0: Like, and part of the movie is actually they get a big, huge, you know, late 60s IBM machine that takes an entire room and they realize and the one realizes this is going to make our jobs obsolete and so she goes out and learns how to program the computer and then she becomes the head of the head of the computer division by the end of the movie <laughs> cuz she's an adapter she adapts
1: well i mean i feel like in a scenario like that you have to adapt when your job gets replaced by something Learn because because yeah they training. knew that like
0: as soon as that mission was over their entire division was gonna be gone there was no no more use for the uh, the computer program as they called them they were like the, the computers they did all the math um, they did all the maths they were gonna dissolve that entire area so the one le- one girl who's actually the leader of the group but hasn't been officially made in charge of the group oh that's the whole thing. Because she's a black woman that works in the back corner of the back room with all the other black ladies. She hasn't officially been given her title or or a raise. So, but she's doing all the work as the supervisor, but she's not the supervisor. But yeah, she realizes this is happening, so she learns about it and she teaches all the other girls how to do it. Because it's like weird. It's either when this happens, we all lose our job, or we all move up. And I choose to move up. So, yeah, back when you had to have, like, punch cards to mess with the computer, and the only visualization you saw on the computer was, like, a green blip, like it's an EKG machine telling you your heart rate. the
2: original days of Microsoft DOS when you had to type in all your commands.
0: Yeah. But then you had, but these, you had to literally do it with these cards with punch, holes punched into it. Yep. I remember this. Yeah. that's crazy, but it's a really good movie. Like I'm sure it's a Disney based on a true story movie. So I'm sure there's things out of sequence and things that were blown out of proportion for a more dramatic effect, but it's a worthwhile movie. I think people should
2: see it. And that's what I see. It. Very good. Last time we did my video game project, I drew Time Crisis out of the hat. Here's what's shown up this past week. Forza Horizon 5. That's the brand new one in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 3.
0: That's, uh, that or World is my favorite. Yeah, 3 seems to be the big go-to for a lot of
2: people. The only reason I tend to favor World over 3 is because World has the save feature. 3, as much fun as it is, was only enhanced when you were able to play it on Mario All-Stars and you could save your progress. Because, holy shit. It was a lot. Yeah, it's a huge game. That's honestly the only negative thing about 3 is it came out too soon. That save feature would have absolutely helped there. Made it way, way better.
0: And it's been confirmed that it's, just, it's a stage show retelling the story of the first Mario game. Mm-hmm. Which is actually pretty cool.
2: <clears throat> Although they've definitely added quite a bit to the stage
0: and exaggerated quite a lot. Yeah, they made levels be, like, five levels.
2: (laughs) Uh, The next game was Baldur's Gate 2 Shadows of Om, or Am. Not really sure how to say that part. Probably Om.
0: Would be my guess. Oregon Trail. Which version? There's been a million versions of it. I just took a screenshot from
2: one of the PC versions. I made yeah. sure it said the word dysentery
0: in it. That's a girl's name. <laughs> you have died of dissing Terry. And I always think it's Terry Funk.
1: You son of a bitch!
0: Is it Terry Crews in the meme? I don't know, maybe. I always think, figure it would be as... Because sometimes it's just, you know, the game sprites, you know? Right. When they, when they post that, so... Star Fox... Oh, Star Fox. Do
2: a barrel roll. This is the original Super Nintendo Star Fox, which was basically nothing but polygons, but it was a good game, and it played well, so it didn't have to be anything more than that. And then yesterday's game was Mario Party 3. That one was chosen because I did the Google thing and said, what's the best Mario Party game? And every article pulled up Mario Party 3. So that was the one that I went with. Cause I wasn't going to fill the whole thing with Mario Party games. So I was like, I'm only going to take the best of the franchise. Isn't there like
0: four of them just on N64? Uh,
2: the first... <clears throat> yeah, the first three are N64. And I think then there's there's a Game Boy Advance one, there's the the DS ones, and the GameCube ones. And then I know we got one, I know uh, Wii U had one, and then Switch just had a new one that came out last year?
0: Yeah, but that's like a... Um... Uh, like a super pack where it's the best of the previous ones
1: hmm.
0: by the way I love
2: that Mario Kart 8's starting to release more of that stuff and
0: oh yeah I need to get that DLC because the first ones came out like a almost well a don't you have the expansion pack
2: no not that yet oh okay you're getting just individual stuff I'll get the expansion
0: pack soon I guess
2: because the expansion pack. You don't have to buy anything; it comes with it. So, and they're going to be releasing stuff through twenty twenty three. So, if you get
0: it, now I, just... I would just I would just buy the DLC pack. It's only like twenty five bucks to get all of them. So that's not so bad. No DLC is uh um well for Nintendo is either incredibly good or wow why is it so much. <laughs> So is that just how DLC is in general? Well, it seems like some companies know like the right price point other otherwise, but. Um... Yeah, because some companies have been doing it for 17 years at this point, you know, or as Nintendo is only just doing it in the last five years. Like EA, for example. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: So you know, I, I have a I have a vent I want to get out real quick. <clears throat> this is actually related to EA. So you know, I play The Simpsons Tapped Out on mobile. Yes. Uh, I've actually been playing it since uh, not launch day, but it wasn't long after launch day I heard about it. And I started playing it pretty damn early on. Well, the other day I couldn't get into my account because they signed me out, which they do. So I attempted to sign back in and they're like, we have to send you a code and you need to give us the code so you can get into your account. The code's only good for 10 minutes. Well, that code has not been sent to my email and I have tried countless times to get them to send me a code And I cannot get that code to pop up in my email. It doesn't show up in my junk folder. It just doesn't come. So I have been officially signed out of my account. I cannot get into it no matter what I try. There's the other option where they'll text you the code, and it errors every time I put in my phone number. So I have, very sadly, after almost 10 years of playing this mobile game, and... Collecting so much stuff in it that I never actually have to spend money on it because, you know, you just don't have to do stuff like that. Uh, I am officially done playing The Simpsons Tapped Out, and I'm a little sad about that because, you know, it was it was silly little fun for what it was, but I just can't get into the account. And it's EA, so who am I going to talk to? I click resend code. I check the email. It's just not there. And this has happened before, where it's taken forever for an email to come through with the code. <clears throat> but there were other times when I was locked out, and I just couldn't get an email for it. So yeah, I'm I'm done with this mobile game, and that kind of sucks. Like I even did the thing where you delete it and reinstall it to see if that'll fix the problem. Uh, nope, it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. So, the
0: end of a mobile gaming era. Mm. I have a game that will randomly, like, log me in as somebody else. Really? I have to go in and be like, uh, log in with Facebook, please. And then it would, like, correct itself. Yeah, Marvel's Strike Force. Like, every, every few months, I'll log in and I'll be like, wait, I don't have that character. <laughs> that's funny. What is this? Wait, that's not my name. I have to go into the settings and log in on Facebook again.
2: Oh, well. You know what? It is what it is. It's, uh... It is because what it is.
0: today. <laughs> That's
2: what I-, I can still play the Disney mobile game, and I can still play Pokemon Go, but... Unfortunately, Simpsons Tapped Out is now dead, and that sucks, but... It is what it is. Oh, Dan, do you like Mudkips?
0: Heard you like Mudkips.
2: Today is a Mudkip event day in Pokemon Go, and they're just swarming with Mudkips. Did you ever hear the story, because this this has circulated on the internet as a meme, but obviously it's a true story, because this would be... It's too depressing not to be. Where some guy was like, his little sister started up... uh, her diamond and pearl or uh not diamond and pearl um ruby and sapphire whatever the third gen was the game boy advance one where mudkip was in it uh, some pokemon person will get will understand that better than me but she said her mudkip was the wrong color it was purple and she was upset by it so she reset the game so she could get the right color I
0: heard, I heard it was and
2: I'm just like ugh
0: that was a shiny you started with a shiny Imagine that You've got a like, shiny starter. A shiny starter. But imagine it you're just a kid and you're just starting and you're just like, the fuck, this isn't the right color. And you just don't know. I don't even honestly are
2: even a thing. I honestly don't even remember when shiny started.
0: Usually powered the internet. Yeah. But like uh
2: just one of those stories when you hear it and you're just like, man, that sucks. Shiny were started in Gen 2. <clears throat> I don't think I ever encountered an actual shiny in game, legitimately. Uh, the only shinies I remember encountering was like, I was playing um, Ultraviolet, which was the hack version somebody made of Fire Red. And in the hack version, you can get. Access to every Pokemon is in the game, like so you don't have to do any kind of trading. During the the parts where you have to choose, like which fossil do you get, you're allowed to take both of them, so you don't have to choose. And the same thing with like, do you pick Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan? You get to take both of them. So it's one of those deals where like everything's in the game, but uh, and then they have the start. They they hacked it so the starters can be found wild. So even if you pick Charmander. At some point in the game, you will encounter a wild Bulbasaur and you will encounter a wild Squirtle. And then there's an there's an access point where you can get a Mew in the wild. But one thing they added to the hack was that in that first area outside of Pallet Town, it's like a 50-50 shot that the Pidgey or the Ratata you're going to get is going to be a shiny. It's the only place I've seen it happen where there's actual shinies to be found, but I was like, well, that's actually pretty cool that they threw that in there. So, because I've said before what my perfect Pokemon game would be, and it would be a game where you can play it by yourself. You never have to actually use any kind of trade mechanic. Oh, that was the other thing. Um, You can, the, the Pokemon that only level up by trade, they hacked it so you can level them up other ways. So you can get your Gengar, you can get your Machamp and all that stuff.
0: I know I did a couple of days where I had to meet up with Eric in the game and like, Spend 20 minutes trading back and forth (laughs) just to get these guys to evolve. And the fucked up thing about it is you don't get to see them evolve. Well, I got to see them evolve. But you got to see them evolve.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So, yep, looks like there's a mudkip event going on. So while we're recording right now, I'm just catching me some mudkips. Nice.
1: Sorry, fellas. I have no idea what the fuck happened. Yeah, your like, Wi-Fi died. Yeah, I was just like, okay, nobody's talking. This is cool. And it, <laughs> then it it did its thing, and I was just like, oh, shit. It's
2: all good, man. So Eric's joining us, live VIA satellite, for the yeah. final,
0: yeah.
2: For the final um, portion of the show. We have like 10 so minutes left, so, and, but, so I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just show up with enough time to say, all right, well have a good night, everybody. I mean, nothing,
2: nothing beat the Christmas episode we did when you showed up halfway through the episode. That's true. It just joined the recording in progress. You're like, hi guys. Uh, uh, so real quick, before we wrap up here, I want to promote what's going on over on the CKCC video YouTube channel. We just put up another episode of the Slideshow Show, where these two gentlemen dug through my Facebook photos and pulled out 20 of them so they could get stories from me. And that was actually pretty fun. And I have already dug through Eric's Facebook with Dan and pulled out 20 pictures of him to do another slideshow. And then later, Eric and I are going to do the same thing to you, Dan. Oh, boy. Oh, boy! But since you guys are both sitting here right now, and I've talked about my video games of the week, uh, I think it's time to draw today's game of the day. So, All right. the list has... Let's pull it up here. There are 266 spots remaining.
0: Eric, how many times am I going to
1: hit the button? Hit the number four times! Or hit the button four times.
0: And number four is 219. You have drawn
2: Star Wars Jedi Knight 2.
0: Jedi Academy? Mm Mm-hmm. I played the shit out of that game, man. Actually, Jedi Knight 2 would be Jedi Outcast. Oh, Jedi Outcast. Okay, yeah. But yes, that is the... I played some of that. I never got too far. That is the game of
2: the day. As you have drawn, where you get to use your, your Force powers and just wreck people.
0: You're Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn. But you have left the Order...
2: So you're Kane and Jariss?
0: Only comes back.
2: Oh. Oh. Yeah, but uh fun game. What? Okay, you guys, if for those of you who've played a decent amount of Star Wars games, do you have a favorite?
1: Ooh. Um I really enjoyed the hell out of Fallen Order.
0: That was good. Fallen Order? But okay. K- KOTOR's good. Uh, Jedi Academy was good. Because you have to make your own character. What about Force Unleashed? Good.
1: They're good, fun, good. but they're not like really good. I wouldn't go in there expecting like an amazing storyline, but it's fun. It's fun
0: because you get to like really like oomph on those force powers, you know? Whereas instead of like pushing someone five feet, you're like blowing a
1: hole through a wall and shit like that with your yeah. force. you're literally you could bring down a starship.
0: Yeah, well, you have to, and it's it's an ass QTE ish event. <laughs> it's just horrible, but it's just badass though. Uh, I was a
2: big fan of the Battlefront games on PS2.
0: You know what? I recently reinstalled Battlefront Two on my PlayStation Five, and I play that like because they fixed all the issues they had. Because the main issue was was how long it took you to unlock the hero characters. Right. And now they're just there. You just you get four thousand points, and you could be a hero character. I also love the Rogue Squadron games. Those were so and, much fun. Don't, es- don't underestimate it. It's actually the newest release. Happened this week. Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. Well,
2: Lego games in general are fun. That's one of those. Don't sleep on them. If you like, if you like. Uh, if you like games that are just fun and also good comedy parodies of the source material, like all the Lego games are like that. Source material, and there's a Lego version of
0: it. Play
2: it. Lego Harry Potter, Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego Marvel DC, like Lego Batman. I think they did a Pirates Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Yeah, there's good stuff in there you don't want to sleep on. Uh, Speaking of sleep, I'm kind of tired. And I'm kind of hungry. So, we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, Sorry that Eric's uh, internet went out there and he had to come back on his phone.
0: Next week is 83, 84 which means we're going to talk about 1984, because that's when Chris was born. I was only alive for a month
2: and a half of 1984, but... That's longer playing. than I
0: was in 82.
2: <laughs> but I'm still going to talk about it. Still going to talk about it. Uh, so we'll do a tribute to 1984. The week after, we're going to do a tribute to 1985. And uh, closing real quick, next weekend will be uh, I'll be on my own because my wife is traveling up to New York to visit her best friend and she's going to a city that Dan may have heard of it's called Syracuse Mm, I have heard I think you've been there I might have (laughs) any recommendations don't go
0: I wasn't asking you (laughs) Uh, the area has changed so much since we moved like holy shit so like not really cuz they might not exist anymore or there's better places now. All right. I mean, she try to, she can try to go to Dinosaur Barbecue. I have never even eaten there <laughs> cuz it's that crazy of a always full place. Damn. It's a barbecue joint in the city, in the city and wow. it's just it's like it's like world famous but like it's it's like world famous, so you know. I mean, you you would have had me at barbecue, but I won't be there. It's um, yeah.
2: Uh, I do have some. Not going to announce anything as far as time goes because you never know when you're going to record these things. But I've got two video projects coming up for the YouTube channel later on. Uh, one of them possibly this week that will feature Joey Image. So for those of you out there who have not been introduced to Joey Image. The person and character. You're about to be. Oh, yeah.
0: Chris and I worked on it last yes, night. Yes, so.
2: Dan actually helped me with this. It was an idea I came up with a while ago. And then I, I, recruited, I recruited Dan and I recruited my friend Patrick from Disney to assist with me on it. Uh, he kind of got it started here. Dan helped me cultivate what we're doing. And I'll just leave it at that. We're going to make Joey Image play a name and guessing game. And... <laughs> if you know anything about Joe, you know to expect hilarity. And if you don't know anything about this guy, he's a full-blooded Italian pro wrestler from New Jersey. If that doesn't sum up what type of personality he is, I don't even know what else I could tell you.
0: But... I mean, you could tell him a doorbell story real quick. Well, I've told the
2: maiden name story. I think I've told the doorbell story before. The doorbell rang at Ref Matt's house and he goes, hey, it's the weather. Wait, what? Oh, uh, the, the What's it called? The doorbell. I don't know where he came up with weather over that, but it's the weather. <laughs> so it should be pretty entertaining. Um, two more, <laughs> two slideshows planned for the future. Actually, three, because I'm going to do one with Joe, similar, but we are going to do the Facebook digs, which of course we'll do one for Dan. We're going to do one for Eric, and you can watch the one with me available right now on the CKCC Video YouTube channel. You can also go to YouTube and look at my promotional video for my company's podcast coming out this summer. Look up CNS The Promoter, and you'll see the thumbnail of me, which when I sent that to my wife, she said she couldn't even get past the thumbnail. She was laughing so hard. Yeah, That sounds... That's basic. Her basic reaction to my existence is to just laugh. This is what nine years of marriage looks like, folks. Now well, if you just, don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> I mean, that's true too, but (laughs) yeah, this is, this is what this looks like. Just for those of y'all out there who are still in the honeymoon stages or are, uh, contemplating getting married, you're going to get to a point where you're just going to friggin' laugh at each other. I'm getting mad at each other all the time. Nah, it's, it's the bickering. It's like the dumb, the dumb stuff that you bicker over. Just laugh it off. Just laugh it off. Yeah. So for those of you who are currently engaged, Eric, and are looking to get married, Eric, just throwing that out there. We've been engaged for so long. You might as well just get married at this point. Common law married. Is that a thing? Uh you've been engaged and like living together for X amount of time there's a uh, you kind of become married by default so but don't worry when the day comes I'll be there to support my friend there's a joke in there but I'm trying to be positive right now the uh it's the
1: death joke people
0: Mm. and maybe come down real quick pick me up before we head out.
2: yeah sure let me just drive down to North Carolina grab you and then drive back up to Michigan yep yeah no not doing that take an Uber take an Uber to Michigan you can I'm sure you can you can take an Uber anywhere in the country if for the long the person's willing to take the fare, right? Yeah. I mean I would drive some I would literally drive somebody to California and back if it meant that uh I, I was gonna make some friggin' money out of
0: that. Whatever your per mile is, that's it you know, at least three thousand miles. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's something. So I hope you all enjoyed this trivia
2: edition of the Nerd Table. We have some other cool friends of ours you can check out, the Blake and Sal show the I W E P podcasting network. And I did mention this earlier, but I'll mention it again. My friend, Tom Dickinson over on YouTube on the watch me cook channel. You check out all the great shows here on CKCC radio. There is tons of stuff to choose from this past week. There was another episode of the a show, which I already talked about. Uh, Jeff Trellowitz gives his paranormal tips on a new episode of real paranormal talk. Matt Hardman gives a dedication to the one more for the old guys. We're talking about the weekend at Richmond, a new motivational moves by Adrian Cotton called Maps Are For the Lost, and of course the other great shows that you can check out all over the CKCC radio. For Dan and Eric, my name is Chris. We thank you again for another fantastic episode, and we will see you guys next week for our tribute to 1984. See you then.
0: This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.